Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Coda Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years. And then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So baby's first socks and pacifier and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product. It's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So take a moment to visit keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Okay, and we are back with Lenora again. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me again and be on another episode. I'm so excited to be here. We hit it off immediately when we started talking, so I am absolutely ecstatic for this episode. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back. Um, So in this episode, we are going to be talking about reparenting, releasing trauma, doing inner child work with a modality that I have never heard of and I'm very interested about finding out about, um, and it's called holographic memory resolution. So just like in all podcast episodes, even with guests that have come back multiple times, I always like to give my guests a chance to introduce themselves and give a little bit of background about themselves uh, so that listeners get a better idea of who you are. Absolutely. So my name is Lenora Edwards, and over the years, I really struggled with my own anxiety and poor self body image and struggled with my own form of emotional eating and an eating disorder. And I went in great wide search for answers as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling, what could I do to help myself? And it really just unfolded from there. And that's how I came to learn about holographic memory resolution. And now I am the 66th person to be certified in this technique. So I absolutely love this technique. I had such a, and so many profound life altering shifts and it's just gotten better and better from doing the personal work. And, you know, I, side note, the, the self-help community, I feel like it's such a bad rap and I truly feel like it should be like a smorgasbord. Help yourself help yourself. And absolutely, I I love the idea of growing your personal skills. And it's not one that's really talked about and personal development and this, this inner work that we do. And some of us are deeply inspired to connect to that and to move through that and to find more. And it's really not all that talked about. Um, but I really think it should be because it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, with that introduction, you've convinced me, like, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, but I totally agree with you. I love how you said, like, there should be like a kind of a platter of options, like yeah. a buffet of options of, you know, self-help. Um, yeah. And of course, it's great to get help from outside resources, too. And I mean, clearly, that's what I talk about here. Yeah. Finding your village um, for 
parenting, but also life. The the phrase is like grown and developed so on its good. own. Yeah. Um, and so I agree with you. And I even talk about it like regarding like postpartum and parent mental health. You know, I say get resources to help, but then there's also things you can do. Like if you get a therapist and you go mm-hmm. once a week, there's things you can do between therapy and usually a therapist will give you some type of homework. So I'm totally on the same page and thank you for sharing your vulnerability. Um, thank you for your vulnerability in sharing your story in talking about your eating disorder in the past. I am also a person in recovery, yes, from an eating disorder as well. And so I understand that um, deeply. And I've also, I'm so interested to hear about this healing modality because I've used several of them to heal from a very, very similar um, experience, disease. So with that, will you start us off by explaining what is holographic memory resolution? So holographic memory resolution, or you might hear me me refer to it as HMR, is this amazing technique developed by Brent Baum. And his work is he's actually a former priest, but he is no longer a priest. And he is a specialist in healing trauma and addiction. And he lives out in Arizona. And his technique has just spread so far and wide because we are as humans we are holonomic which means when events happen in our life they get stored in the intelligence of our body our bodies are so amazingly phenomenally brilliantly intelligent far beyond what we can really comprehend at our date of october 19th 2022 but they're so absolutely amazing so HMR, just like other modalities, whether it's a breathing technique or a meditation or whatever you find to connect with your inner self, with another part of you is what's most important. With HMR, what you're actually doing is, have you, do you remember the movie Ghostbusters? Vaguely, yes. Okay. In the movie Ghostbusters, they used to have what they called a ghost box and, or a ghost trap. And this ghost would get locked in a trap and it would seal it off and then they would store it in a special unit where they keep all the ghosts what the same thing happens with your body when you go through trauma when you go through a very intense experience now our definition in our culture of trauma whether it be in war is different than what our nervous system truly interprets as trauma your trauma can be something as traumatic as getting your teddy bear taken away from you when you were very young and you didn't understand why It's how your nervous system interpreted the information. And two things happened when that event of trauma, your body goes offline and it captures it in a ghost box or a ghost trap, and it stores it in your body so that you can deal with it later because it overwhelmed the system. So now with HMR, for example, you know, if you went through a very difficult experience, I'm going to go with um, sexual abuse, okay? When you were going through that, you did not know how to respond. So your body overrode the system for your protection, which is what it's designed to do. And it stored it in the body and it goes, okay, we're going to store it here and we're going to make sure it never happens again. So that way we will always have this locked in. This is our lesson. This is how we're coding it. And this is now locked in our body. So you might then as an adult have difficulty with a sexual relationship, whether it be with a spouse whether it be with a long-term person, whoever that might be, 
you might have difficulty because your nervous system understood this was very intense and we will not have it happen again. And especially when it comes to eating, especially when it comes to, for example, if it happened when you were very young and you happened to be a small petite child and you were told the whole time, oh, you're cute. You're just so cute. You're so petite. Whatever accolades and information they kept giving to you, your nervous system will go, oh, it was because I was cute and it can never happen again. And what will actually go into your protection will be overeating, will be ways to cover your body so that you are not cute. And we don't consciously understand this. It doesn't make logical sense to us because we were five when it happened. So why would we understand this as we're growing up? And then as an adult, you don't understand why you might not be able to feel good in your body or why you're overeating or why you're having all these other things come up in your life. And it's because it's connected. Consciously, it doesn't make sense. But when we connect to your body, we say, okay, um, what I want you to do is just close your eyes and just tune into your body. And I want you to notice where you feel it first. The reason that you came here today and you came to work with me today or whatever the case may be in that type of scenario, your body is so brilliant, it knows the way. And as we're going through HMR, you might say, I feel it in my stomach. There's something weird in my stomach. And as you're describing it, what you're doing is accessing that icon. It's in my stomach. It might be inside or is it inside or outside your body or both? Is there a color, weight, and shape to it? Is there a temperature? Is there a texture? You're accessing the icon. So consciously, you're like this blob of something that's green and cold and icky inside of my stomach. What we do is they go, okay, well, what's the first scene, situation, or event? that resulted in this. And you go with your first instinct. When you go with your first instinct, you're actually trusting your subconscious. And it might be this completely random scene. I'm outside by myself. I'm five years old. I don't know why. And what we do is we reframe that memory. We reframe it with color. We literally tap into your nervous system to let your nervous system know it's safe the event is over, you survived. And through the technique that we're doing, we start to reframe it. And there's a bit more as we're talking to the client or to the person that we're walking through this technique. And as you do, you literally can see it release from their body. You see their coloring change, their breathing change. In some cases, you'll see even facial shifts that are completely transforming right before your literal eyes because your nervous system is going, oh, this is over, I can let it go. And it helps move you out of that and your system then reacclimates, rewires, all these neurotransmitters, neuropathways, all these things are going off, lighting up like a Christmas tree to rewire and move you forward in life. It's incredible. Okay, I have so many thoughts, I'm so curious. like. Wow. Um, so I, ha- I'm familiar with, um, like somatic healing. So mind body connection, if anybody's ever heard that word, like I'm not a clinician, I'm, I've been a patient. <laughs> um, and that's what I understood. And so there's a lot of people that have, um, done a lot of research into this. And so I was first introduced to the idea of, 
um, somatic healing and the fact that our bodies even like stored this stuff. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I was introduced to it by Bessel van der Kolk's book, uh, The Body Keeps a Score. So I read that. It's so good, but I will say, I don't necessarily recommend that book to everybody because it's thick, it's dense, and there's some really hard things to read. There's a lot of triggering information. So just like putting it out there, it was very helpful for me, but um, it took me months to read it. And then another one um, is actually sitting here on my desk. Um, no, there, are, I don't think there's any coincidences in life. So Waking the Tiger by Peter Levine. So Peter Levine is another, he's a doctor, um, a researcher that I believe he looked at the work of Bessel van der Kolk um, and he works on somatic healing. And so I even did one of his books, not that one, but there was a like healing trauma book that he wrote. And that is where I learned both sources is where I learned about the fact that like trauma is stored in your body. And when I learned that, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? And even when someone would say like, okay, what are you feeling? And I'd be like, I'm feeling stressed. And they'd be like, where do you feel it in your body? And I'm like, my head, because I'm stressed. Like I just did not, I was so completely disconnected. Um, and so in just in, I just wanted to share my own personal take on it in case anybody else listening is in the same boat. Um, because it took me like 33 years to finally realize like there's a connection there. So how is, and, and one last thing I'll say is, um, I've talked about this in past episodes with other guests, but um, the thing that they talk about is this idea of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And I feel like the general public has a has an idea of that, at least knows about fight or flight mode, that we do that when we are um, our body takes over and we're trying to survive. We're in survival mode. But the interesting that I, thing that I learned in this work of like somatic healing is that the trauma gets stored and it must be released um, just like tigers going after their prey. And that's why this book is called Waking the Tiger. Um, And, you know, if a tiger were to attack uh, a gazelle, I don't even know if they're the same plane, but if a tiger were to attack a gazelle, in my example, um, and it doesn't completely kill the gazelle right away, if the tiger then goes off to like go get their cubs or something to bring them back for dinner, the gazelle could then like, it might be frozen to survive, but then it can like come back to life, kind of come back into its body. It has to shake or tremble to release that trauma to then get up and go and run off to safety. So that's my understanding of like the basis of the most rudimentary way to explain this. I'm curious, how does holographic memory resolution or HMR, um, how does it kind of look at all of that? That was an amazing example. I absolutely loved it. Um, one of the, one of the quick things. So how does that relate fight, flight, or freeze? What is literally doing your body freezes when you go into a traumatic event, even if it's for a second, it's a freeze response and two things happen. Either you freeze and you store it in your body or you die. Those are the only two things that can happen in that moment of intensity. The fact that you survived is proof that you survived. And we remind our clients, we remind people that we're working through the, the process, you did survive. You're okay. This event, even though it feels like it's on repeat in your system because that's how it's stored, you did live. You carried on. 
And sometimes it's literally going back and letting that part, I don't know if you've learned anything um, about parts therapy or if Bessel commented it on in, on that book. Um, parts are literally different parts of you that are still in an event or still out and moving. So you might say, okay, how many times did this happen to you? And the first number that comes to your head, it's talking to your subconscious, listen to that quiet inner voice. If it said 300, how many parts of you that are, that felt this way? And you're like 300 showed up. What, what's happening? Like, why are there 300 versions of this? We don't understand. It's hard to understand consciously, especially when you first start to learn about this information, especially when you said, what do you, what do you mean? I feel it in my head because we're not taught that our bodies are this intelligent. We're not taught that this is how we're wired. This is a good thing. We're taught this behavior is bad. You need to figure out and you need to willpower and muscle through. That's not necessarily the case. These things that end up going on, whatever habit or form of protection came from the event is for your own safety. So even if it was an eating disorder or if it was cutting or if it was something else that resulted in a behavior that we can on we can sit there and go, this is a terrible behavior. Like I could honestly tell you, it was a terrible behavior for me. It was awful, but it was for my own protection. And my system would not let it go until it knew that it was safe. It got the information. It got the lessons. We can let go and we can actually separate the lessons from the behavior, let go of the behavior that doesn't serve us and still carry on and create new behaviors that do serve us. So in that fight, flight, or freeze component, that's what's happening and that's what's storing. We freeze in that moment. And however we survived afterwards was however we survived. That's what's happening in very specifically when it comes to HMR. But those events are technically open and running in our system. So when you first learned it's stored in your body, this is such a foreign concept. I know exactly what you mean when you're like, what? But if you say something like, I got in a fight with somebody, I have that pit in my stomach again. It's in your body. This, oh, this is such a pain in my neck. It's in your body those types of things and not only can they be in our body they're also connected out here so if you remember iron man did you ever see the movie iron man where he's moving like all 300 screens and they zapping this and bringing that down and nothing's there like as a form he's touching a screen that's how we're connected we have all this information surrounding us and coming at us and coming through us so it's a lot it's pretty extraordinary to be a human um and one thing you also mentioned was um, when you said it's in my head, what do you mean? It's, I feel it in my head. What we can actually do. So I don't know if you learned anything um, about chakras or, or have explored that at all. When our chakras are misaligned, of which their energies in the body and they're supposed to go, they, they are, are aligned in a line. But when you are disconnected to your body, you will race up to your head and you're in your head all, all the time. And you go, I don't, I don't feel it in my body. It's because you've created a disconnect in your body. And then when you start to settle in your body and you're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. You know, if you started to do yoga, some people find yoga really relaxing and other people are like, this is a terrible idea because there's such a disconnect in their body. And it's, it's an energy that you want to work to cultivate and relax into. And once you start to, you'll start to notice 
other things. When you start to do, I was really stubborn. I started to try and do all these techniques by myself without a driver. So as the driver, somebody's walking you through these processes, whether it's EDMR, whether it's hypnotherapy, whether it's HMR, you have a practitioner that is professionally certified and capable to support you in this process. I was so incredibly embarrassed. I was so incredibly ashamed of what I was doing. I couldn't tell anybody and I would sooner passed out if I had actually told anybody. So I really started to do a lot of the things on my own. And when I did, I was making some progress and I would make two steps forward, one step back or two steps back and then a step forward. And it just didn't really make catapulting movement forward until I decided to say, you know what? I really need to get some other help in here. I couldn't check out and go to a clinic. I could not vacate my life. So I, I did what I could and I hired a professional to help me. And I, and I went through different coaches because I was at different levels and their skill set was at different levels. Your first person you work with may be the only person you work with, or it may be the first person that you work with and you will continue on. And it's such an amazing thing to explore and just acknowledge, okay, this person took me as far as they could. Thank you. I need to find another person now and keep moving forward until you get to where you want to go. And until you're on that path where it says, okay, things are better. I can, I can do this. Now I can actually think clearly. There was days where I, my life was completely dominated and I could not get out of my own loop. And then it would finally stop. And then two, three days would go by. I'd be okay. And the next thing I know I'm back in a loop and it was the worst hamster wheel of my life. Um, there's really no, no other way to say it when something dominates your life that is so painful for you. But once you can actually get out of your own way and say, you know what, I'm, I might need somebody else. I might need a little more support. But there are plenty of people that are like, you know what, I, got, I started to do this and this worked out for me. Great. Just know that there is help and you can help yourself. Just look for the tools, decide if working with somebody is for you or if working by yourself is for you, you will know, you will, you will continue on. You will find out which one works best for you. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared today. And I'm absolutely going to link to some other resources of a couple of the other modalities that we talked about as well. Um, so if anybody's like, what is all of this? I want to find out some more. I'll link to um, some great resources for that as well. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. It was great spending time with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to use the code FYVPODCAST to sign up for the postpartum class at pregnancytopreschool.net to save 15% today. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.